0: and we go back to 1 John as yes, we've been going through that and we're in the section chapter 3 verse 11 to 24 Here, love demonstrated by the believer how it should be demonstrated by the believer <clears throat> we've been reminded that the true child of God practices righteousness from verses 1 to 10 and uh <coughs> Continual practices of unrighteousness have ceased if we're a true true child of God. Listen just listen to these verses, I've don't look them up. First Peter four four says the former excess of riot our former excess of riot. Used to be, you know, past time. First Peter four three. Time past of our lives we wrought the will of the Gentiles. Time passed of our lives. This is the unrighteousness we did before we are Christians. First Peter 1.14 Not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance. Used to be. Used to be. See, we don't practice unrighteousness. We practice righteousness. Titus 3.3 3. There's heaps of these verses. For uh, we sometimes were foolish, disobedient, deceived... Serving diverse lusts and pleasures, having malice, and envy, hateful and hating one another. we used to. Sometimes, you know, in the past, that means, once, once. 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 11. Such were some of you, and he just listed a heap of things that a person should not do as a Christian. But now you're washed. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> ephesians 2 two in which in times past that's very pointed in times past among whom also we all had our conversation in ephesians 2 five dead we were dead in sin Times past we don't practice unrighteousness, we practice righteousness and in ephesians 518 8, we were drunk with wine. that's a time past thing not a present thing so that's true what we say we have been reminded that the true child of God practices righteousness not unrighteousness unrighteousness as a continual practice is a thing of the past and that's in verses 1 to 10 now we should look at the love for the brethren that should be ours as Christians John style is to present a truth, discuss it a little bit, talk about it a little bit, um, and then return to it later on and shed more light on the subject and expand it. And this we find with this subject. And he does it with love, he does it with obedience, and he does it with truth, the three main subjects. And John first dealt with love in chapter 2, or brought it up in verse 7 and 11, where we read this, Brethren, I write no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment which ye have had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which ye have heard from the beginning. Again, a new commandment I write unto you, which is true in him and in you, because the darkness is past and the true light now shineth. He that saith he is in the light and hateth his brother is in darkness even until now." He that, and this is where he's introduced in this in this context, he that loveth his brother abideth in the light and there is no occasion of stumbling in him. <clears throat> and so John dealt with it first there and he said there's no, you're um, not going to stumble if you're walking in the light and loving your brother as it reads in that verse. <clears throat> if we do not love one another, We cannot walk in the light, no matter how loud we proclaim, I'm walking in the light and (laughs) not loving our brother. In this section, chapter 3, where we're heading to, verse 11 to 24, we go a little deeper into the thought of love. We're told that loving the brethren, loving the brethren, is a matter of life and death. That's how serious it is. You know... (laughs) I'm not abiding in the truth, but this goes one step further and says we're dead, spiritually speaking. And verse 14 tells us that. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for the word. and I pray that as it's shared tonight, we might be challenged about our love for one another. And Lord, if we haven't got that, we are yet dead in our sins. This is what this word says. If we hate our brother, we're not abiding in the light or abiding in Christ. Lord, I pray that you would help us to examine ourselves and see where we're at. Bless the teaching of your word for the glory of the Lord Jesus who loved us and gave himself for us. Yes. his name we pray, amen. <coughs> <That's it. clears throat> uh, John considered love to be a manifestation of righteousness. As he said in verse 10, and a lack of love to be an expression of sin. The lesson outline over the rest of this chapter is the command concerning love, which we'll look at tonight, 11 to 16, the conduct befitting love, verse 16 to 18, and the confidence from love, verse 19 to 24, but that's in the future, the command concerning love. Verse 10 explains why the absence of love demonstrates the absence of righteousness. when you hear of another Christian that's going through a hard time even if you maybe don't get along with them you still should have that compassion, that love inside, shouldn't you? Like God doesn't get along with sinners but he loved sinners. (laughs) Loved them unto himself. Mm -hmm. behold they know, know not what they do when they were crucifying him. And so the command is stated in verse 11 for this is the message that you've heard from the beginning and we've already read that in verses 7 to 11 of chapter 2 from the beginning that we should love one another this was a message that was preached from the start uh-huh. now with the current exposure of abuse and perversion one is almost afraid to show love yeah they go back to the old testament these perverts and say they'll oh, look at jonathan and and david that was a a homosexual relationship is not at all. You see that they pervert what they see because we express love toward one another, and so it's not. And that's and we shouldn't be thrown off, but we should be very discerning in showing that in the in today's society, especially if we're adults and little children. First 1 Peter 1, 22 two. 1 First Peter. No, no. Back up. I thought I was ahead of myself. John 13. That's better. John 13. Verses 34. A new commandment I get. Now, he said it was from the beginning, this message of love for one another. And he said, Jesus said, A new commandment I give unto you that you what? It's not, oh, he's not keeping the law, keeping on him, or he's not keeping the law, keeping on her, or whatever. That you love one another, <clears throat> as I've loved you, you also love one another. Well, as he loved us, <laughs> you think of that, while well, we were yet sinners. Christ loved us and died for us. By this shall men all men know that you are my disciples, for your love for one another. And I pray that we might have that love one another. For another, This is from the beginning. In chapter 15 of the Gospel of John, verse 9, we read there, <clears throat> The Father hath loved me, so I have loved you. Continue ye in my love. He taught it from the beginning. Even before the church started, he was saying this, yeah. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I kept my Father's commandment and abide in his love these things I've spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you so what remains in us when we have love one for another the joy of the Lord (laughs) and that your joy might be full that this is my commandment that ye love one another as I have loved you greater love hath no man than this that a man lay down his life for his friends Jesus did that ye are my friends he said if you do whatever I command you now yes that's the commandment from the beginning of the church or from when Christ started ministering we put down the antiquity of the message The now from, from the time when John wrote yeah a few decades away and back to the Lord's ministry but the message of love goes back further than that doesn't it the antiquity of the message God is love an attribute of God back in the book of Hosea chapter 11 verse 1 to 4 it says when Israel was a child, now you're going right back to Abraham. When he was a child, <coughs> then I loved him and called my son out of Egypt. So you got Joseph, Abraham, start, Joseph, following on, and they called, I loved him. as they, as they called them, so they went from them, they sacrificed unto Balaam and burned incense, graven images oh oh no already (laughs) they're following Balaam and you go into the judges and the kings that's what they got up to I drew them with cords of a man with bands of what's the word the antiquity of the message is love with bands of love God drew the nation of Israel and I was to them as they that take off the yoke of their jaws because they're in Egypt they were yoked with the bondage of Egypt and slavery though they called though they called them to the most high none of them would I skipped a few verses drew them with love and I was to them as they that take off the yoke off their jaws and laid meat unto them that's in the wilderness 40 years he did that and down a little low in verse 7 and my people are bent on backsliding from me <clears throat> Though they called them to the Most High, none at all would exalt him. He was love expressed by God to this nation of Israel. And look, at they squandered the opportunity to re- reciprocate that love back to the Lord. And then the Lord said, how, in verse 8, shall I give thee up Ephraim? How shall I deliver thee, Israel? How shall I make thee as Adamah? <coughs> and uh, how shall I set thee as a bone to cities are destroyed with Sodom and Gomorrah mine heart is turned within me my repentings or compassions are kindled together he, he was you know, he just wanted to love them but had to because of his other attributes he had to judge them he had to put them out of the land and Hosea is talking about this God's love the antiquity of the message God is love always has been <clears throat> and then as we go back to John First John we think of where he takes us to in the passage we're looking at where does he go with it in verse 12 he goes way back <clears throat> before Hosea he goes to Cain even now we know the story what what could have God done according to the law that he gave in the future killed him him. but he let him live didn't he he cursed the ground that he tread on but he let him live and you know what Cain said the audacity of as he talked to God my punishment is too hard (laughs) when a person says my punishment is too hard for a sin they've committed they're not repentant are they they've not been forgiven forgiven so, the antiquity of the message, the command stated, the antiquity of the message, and the action of the believer back down in John, verse 11. And this is the message you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. We should love one another. Yes. <clears> 1 <throat> Peter, what I mentioned earlier, chapter 1, verse 22, states this, Seeing that ye have purified your souls in obeying the, the truth, through the spirit unto unfeigned. It's not feigned love of the brethren, but it's an unfeigned love of the brethren. (laughs) You see someone you don't particularly like is a Christian walking into church. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) A fake smile. That's not Christian love, is it? It's unfeigned. It's not put on. You're smiling even when they're not there and when they come. It's unfeigned love. I pray that we have that. Now, <clears throat> see that you love one another with a pure heart, per- fervently. There's, there's four words for love. See if you can get two of them. You should be able to get two of the words, the Greek words. Agape, that's the top. <laughs> that's the bottom. <laughs> the- Filo. Filo, philo, Philo, Oh, yeah. Second, <laughs> Ned's the third one there. That's probably a hard one you don't hear much of. But storge. storge. It, the three. So you start with agape, phileo, yeah. Storge, eros. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> Storge is a love of. We're going the other way around now. Or eros, that's a physical love <clears throat> that we get erotic from. Storge, the love of parents for their children and family love. Phileo, the love the love of deep affection, as in marriage or friendship. And then we have agape, the love of God showed to us. And in this verse, 1 Peter 2, uh, 1, 22, it <coughs> uses two of the top ones. Love the brethren, that's phileo in the Greek. I looked it up to make sure. And see that ye love one another. You know what that one is? Agape. So we're to love in a phileo way, brotherly love, and agape, the sacrificial love. This is the love we can have only when we have the divine nature. If we don't have the divine nature, then how can we love as God would have us to love in Second Peter chapter one, and or love as God loves. Second Peter one and verse four. It reads, "By which are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, and love as God loved." It doesn't say it in the verse, but I added, I just put that in. That's what we're thinking of. <clears throat> this love is not directed only to the lovely, but to the Unlovely, Not only to the desirable, but to the undesirable and to the hateful. Though Christ is on the cross, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Murderers, murderers of the Son of God. This is the love John here exhorts us to have <coughs> toward each other. Not like so many Christians have toward each other or so-called Christians. If you look at Corinthians, in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 19, again, think ye that we excuse ourselves unto you. We speak before God in Christ. Do all things dearly beloved for your edifying. For Paul said, I fear lest when I come I shall find you such as I would. I'm sorry, I shall not, I knew there's a knot in there somewhere, I shall not find you such as I would. I would like you to be behaving as Christians and showing what? Brotherly love. And that I shall be found unto you such as ye would not. Oh no, Paul's coming, Dad's turning up. I mean, we don't call anyone our father, but he's going to come and we're not loving each other, he's told us to do this and we're all divided and we've got our little groups all over the place in church. He's going to find us as we would not, lest there be debates and envies and wrath. Who's he talking to? He's talking to a church. And wraths and strifes and backbitings and whisperings, swellings and tumults. Wow, there's a whole list of things there that the, <coughs> Paul said this church shouldn't have, and no church, church should have. But with a lack of love, it will be there. In chapter thirteen, in verse five, in Second Corinthians, it reads, Examine yourselves. Isn't that why Paul said it? If this is this the way you're behaving? Then what you need to do is examine yourself whether you're in the faith. This is what John says back there in First John. If there's none of this Christian love that God the Lord talks about like the Lord loved us, then I don't think you're saved. If you're not walking in righteousness, I don't think you're saved. Examine yourselves, whether you be in the faith. Prove yourselves, know ye not yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be a reprobate. <coughs> except ye be a reprobate. Well, <clears throat> the command is stated in verse 11, as we've just gone through, back in First John, in verse 12, the command is illustrated. The first illustration is the absence of love. It's a negative illustration. Why didn't Cain love his brother, as it asks, or puts it in verse 12? Because he was... What does it say? Riverboat. Well, he was. But he was... <laughs> yeah Yeah, okay thank you (laughs) he was of the wicked one he was of the devil well (laughs) that's why he didn't like his brother Mm. he was of satan and we could read the occasion you can read the occasion (laughs) he founded the first fake religion based on good works self-effort and human merit Mm. i do it look at all my good, good works the fruit I grew and he got so angry when God didn't approve of it and up and slew his brother <coughs> we shouldn't be as Cain who was of the wicked one this is a negative illustration um, he had a murderous character though he grinned on the outside he was all twisted on the inside <coughs> all false religions say salvation has to be purchased by penance, pilgrimage, privation, or payment. And you can think of one false religion as the old lot in there. Penance, by emphasis, penance, pilgrimage, there's some that do that, privation, crawl up the steps on your knees until they bleed, and payment, indulgences. What does God say? It's through grace by faith that's how salvation is purchased and so Cain hated the message that God gave that Abel obeyed it's a blood sacrifice and he was murderous in his intent so what made Cain so mad that he would do this well it was because of Abel's righteousness (laughs) he's leading to it verse 13 marvel not my brethren if the world hates you Why? Just like Cain hated Abel. (coughs) Because we are walking righteously. The Cain spirit is everywhere today. Murder is the outgrowth of hatred. (coughs) In the book of Matthew, chapter 5. Matthew, chapter 5. Thought I had a tag, but I don't. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 21. This is in the Beatitudes, where we read in 5.21. (coughs) Ye have heard that it was said of them of old, Thou shalt not kill, and whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of judgment. But I say unto you, that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of judgment and whosoever shall say to thy brother Raka or you're off your head or something similar to that fool of heart shall be in danger of the council but whosoever shall say thou fool or you moron or you're stupid shall be in danger of hell fire this is a total lack of love this is anger, anger. this is hatred with your brother and if Raka Fool, and what was the other word there? Was it just the two? <laughs> I was adding the ones that describe them in that verse. This is what Jesus said. We're to love our brother. The illustration is given negatively of the spirit of Cain. The Cain spirit can even, yes, be found in Christian circles. How? Well, how can we as Christians slay or murder another person? There's not just murdering, literal, physical death. There's other ways we can murder (coughs) our fellow brother, sister. We can slay their character. We can slay their reputation. That's slaying the character. We can slay the work they do. We We can even say we know their motive. And we can slay their motivation. Why? Because of jealousy, hatred, strife, bitterness, envy, wrath. All these things that are of the flesh Galatians 5 speaks of those things that are in the flesh you know the things that Paul spoke about to the Corinthians in chapter 5 and verse 20 that we've just read and how by backbiting whispering, tumult, strife as we've just read back there (coughs) in the book of James chapter 3 and verse 9 He said there, 3 verse 9, Therewith, the tongue, the mouth, bless we God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men, who are made after the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceeds blessings and cursings. My brethren, what does he say? These things ought not so to be. Does the fountain send forth the same place sweet and bitter water? No, of course not. Can a fig tree bear Uh, My brethren bear olive berries? No, neither are vine figs. So can no fountain yield both salt, water and fresh. (coughs) It shouldn't be so amongst the Christians. Why did John say we shouldn't marvel that the world hates us? Back there in verse 13. Because we walk righteously, as he walked righteously, what did they do to him? It says, The Lord came into this world, went about doing good. Everywhere he went, he healed the sick, he cleansed the lepers, he fed the hungry, the, the, he raised the dead. And what did they do to him? Murdered him. They hated him. In Matthew 23, <coughs> They hated him for he told the truth. He exposed their hypocrisy. In Matthew 23, he did it very strongly. He preached hard against their religious racketeering, selling in the temple. He called them serpents and vipers. You bunch of snakes! Hey, you the preacher? Have you ever ever heard even an evangelist get up and? You bunch of serpents! You know, (laughs) you vipers. Paul could have got up in Corinthians and said that because that's what they were up to. They were having each other. They were trying to poison each other. You know, psh, psh. <laughs> And God says, no. And the Lord Jesus said, they're blind guides. They're proselytes, They're murder- murderers. And in verse 23 of Matthew 23, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. You pay tithe, the mint and comin' and and have omitted the weightier matters of the law judgment, mercy and faith these ought you to have done and not to have left the others undone and down in verse 35 that upon you may come all the righteous blood shed upon the earth from the blood of righteous what? He's he's using the same illustration Mm -hmm. that John used decades later Mm -hmm. in describing what love should be and what it shouldn't be He's picking up the story the Lord spoke of the righteous man, Abel. He was slain for the same reason that you're going to slay me. And that's because I tell you the truth and I live a sort of life that puts your life to shame and it shows up how bad you are. <clears throat> Christ spoke the truth in John eight forty, and they tried to kill him. He spoke the truth in John ten thirty one thirty nine, 39 and they tried to stone him. He spoke the truth and they hated him. They persecuted him. John fifteen, eighteen to 25. He who hates abides in death. He that doth not righteousness from the last few weeks abides in death. I think we should sound it loud and clear because there's a lot of Christianity fake that's around. That's not true because people need to be warned. They need to examine. We need to examine ourselves whether we're in the faith. <clears throat> For he hath quickened us who were dead in trespasses and sin. We've got new life in Christ. Marvel not if the world hates you, but when the so called Christians hate you and say so, it's a sad indictment upon them. So the command, we didn't finish it. There's the illustration of abounding love. We'll we'll do that one and carry into it next week. We've run out of time, well and truly.